Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. Of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch good things. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. You'll see I'm not alone today in the studio. i got my friend with me, Maximum Wright. He's got a vision to build a bridge for from Mississippi to Hollywood, which I think is pretty cool. And he's working to develop 100 filmmakers from Mississippi, in Mississippi, from all over over the next seven years, which I think is really cool. And one way he's doing that is through the Jackson Film Festival, which is coming up July 23rd through the 28th. And you've been busy, Maximus. Yes, I have. <laughs> but welcome. So <laughs> Thank you. Thank this you. is really cool. I love the fact that it feels like the, in, the film industry, all shapes and sizes of it, is just really thriving and growing right now in Mississippi. And so every time you turn on the news you see some star has made their way to the central area to shoot a film i can't think of right now who the most recent one but there's been several over the last couple of months as well as other feature films throughout the state so i think that's neat but we have our own film i guess um directors sort of nurtured here within our state and Mm -hmm. so we want to grow those and then hopefully they will come and do their films here so let's talk about the film festival when was your vision for this uh, well, we're gonna say it probably started out as my nightmare for this. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> well, in um, in 2020, we partnered with the city and we created a film festival connected with the city called Tech Jackson. It was um, really they had asked me to come show more of my work, and I was like, there are more people than me. You know, why don't we just open this up for other people? And it started virtually, and the next year, Dr. Candace Love Jackson, which is uh, which is one of my partners in the festival, she said, well, you know it's the 25th anniversary for A Time to Kill, so we need to continue this. And uh, like an idiot, I listened, and three years later, this is our third in-person festival with just us. <laughs> But it, but obviously people are enjoying it, and at least the filmmakers are probably very appreciative of it because even now more than ever, I won't say it's easy to create a film or to produce one, but someone who is interested in that, it's a lot more accessible for them to do that with the technology that we have now versus 10, 15, or even 20 years ago. So they have, a, uh, I guess, an easy is not the right word, but more of an opportunity to stretch those talents. Because I wouldn't even know where to start, so that's why I hate using the word, like, easy. Because yeah. it's not easy, but... No, it's, 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 it's the exact opposite of what <laughs> But there are more advantages. Yes. You, know, you do have advantages that you didn't have when people were still doing it on 16 millimeter. so... Yeah, so it it is definitely that. But what we're we're trying to do is we're trying to be a great community because a lot of our people who are interested, young and old, 
they feel they have to leave the state to be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, there are more productions coming in. The last one had George Lopez and That's Terrence Howard. Yeah, yes. George Lopez and Terrence Howard. So, um, but this is not, I don't want people to think that Mississippi's just getting into film. Uh, the Mississippi Film Office is 50 years old. It is the second oldest film office in the world. Really? It is literally as old as hip-hop. Now, yes. I got to take a pause for that. <laughs> you know, like to think about it that way. Mm-hmm. I guess it's just, is it just now growing steam that we're recognizing it or it's bringing more awareness to it? What do you think the like like surge in our interest of what's going on in our own state around film, I think, well, has to come I, from? I think it's more advantageous to to make people more aware of it now mm-hmm. because of social media. Um, when you think about Cadillac Records, Cadillac Records was filmed here. Walk the Line, the Johnny Cash story, it was filmed here. And even when they did um, uh, Get Up, Get On Up by um, Tate Taylor directed that piece, that piece where they were in in, in France, that was Thalmar Hall. So people have been filming here for years, but now because of social media, it's almost like instant advertisement. The more people can know about it, and now people walk around with their cameras because they're seeing Terry Howard in Whole Foods or George Lopez in Fondren. So it's more advantageous now because it helped promote. And that's in marketing and sales and marketing. That's really what distribution is all about. Does that also get more young people or young minds? Or you mentioned of all ages for the Jackson Film Festival, the encouragement or the inspiration to try to do it themselves or try to figure it out or give them more. Well, I guess more encouragement would be the right way. Well, we've only what we see here and experience. If we see it, then now we believe it's possible. So the more that we're seeing this, now people are believing that this is a possibility. Like when I was growing up, you know, watching different, you know, different strokes was pretty much it for me. I was like, well, we can watch it. We never thought we could actually be on it or write it or, or produce, produce it. it I should right. say, but that would be my thing. You know, you would first think maybe I could be on the screen, but you have mm-hmm. no idea what's going on behind the screen or being able to put that sort of together. I still wouldn't even know where to start. And I know it's again, easier is not the right word, but you have the tools at your fingertips. If you have the know-how or the drive to do it now mm-hmm. um, is, is much more accessible. So you, you have, I guess this, um, people who are wanting to mm-hmm. I guess uh, create films here in the metro area how do you then get them to submit for a film festival because that seems scary too to how to get people interested in producing films to then be put into a festival well fortunately we're 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 on this mission to create 100 filmmakers in the next seven years mm-hmm. so we're doing stuff throughout the year we're actually training throughout the year and it's our hopes that we are breaking through some of those barriers and getting people to realize this is something that is very possible because you can't say entertainment without saying Mississippi. Greatest writers, greatest musicians, right. greatest actors. We should have the greatest filmmakers. But it's been kind of closed out and we've kind of felt intimidated by it. Yeah, I so, do. Yeah, yeah. And most people are. But, you know, I tell people um, if a man can build a house, he can build a film set. If a woman can wire a nuclear plant, she can wire a film set. <laughs> but it's yeah. just nuanced training. So what we're trying to do in that creating 100 filmmakers, not just making actors, but taking carpenters and letting them see, hey, let's just nuance your skill set for film. Taking cosmetologists, because when they're doing projects in Natchez, they're flying cosmetologists in to do hair. Oh, no. And there's 100 cosmetologists. Absolutely. Or more. Or Within, more. In the in, in 24, hour, I mean, in a 24-mile probably radius. And that's why it's very important for me to try to keep lobbying legislature and the, and the leaders to saying, hey, this is workforce development. 
We just need to stop looking at it as entertainment and focus on the workforce development because they have to bring all, this, all those crew people here. So we're losing millions of dollars a Absolutely. year by not training the workforce. So when George Lopez and other people come in, we're like, okay, we have qualified camera ops, cosmetologists, of, costume, uh, costume, wardrobe, makeup, everything. All things. And, and we just need to, and it's not reteaching them the skills. It, it's just nuance. It's in sort of how to direct it, sort of market it, and then giving them a little bit of the experience. Because even if they're running their local studio or salon for most days, they can be called out or schedule in those more uh, special or prominent sort of projects. And doesn't mean that's all they necessarily do. They can be called to the set if they are needed. And I've actually spoken with cosmetologists outside of the state who are willing to come in and train our because you have to also retrain your your people who come all the time you know you have to retrain your regular customers but there's a way to do it and they have a good work balance so this is not something that is outside the scope of possibility so within the jackson film festival if i'm hearing you right this is not just about the filmmaker but you're giving all of these different industries the opportunity to learn how to work on a set or within a within a filmmaking process and then see it come to life on a bigger screen through I guess, the festival process. Yes, we're absolutely trying to create community. And by creating community, then we can entice our children to stay here as opposed to feeling they have to leave the state. Because we don't want them to get educated in the film and then and then leave us. We want, well, you want them to have them stay here and do well, their filmmaking. We don't want them to feel that they have to leave. Right. You know, if they choose, you know, we have to accept it, but not because they feel that they have to. So the first year you did this, the Jackson Film Festival, how many submissions did you have? I think we had like 100 submissions the first year. It was free. It was free the first year. Oh, okay. So never mind. Okay. So has it has some of the same ones come back or how has it sort of grown over the last three years? That's one of the things I'm most proud of because we had some people who who were just starting out in film and they were competing with people all over the world. And some of them didn't win the first year. They didn't win the second year. But they came back and they kept working. And we've seen the quality of their work grow. Uh, we had one lady who two years ago won our festival and went on one can. Really? She won can. Like, like real talk, she won can after our festival. But she loved our festival better. And she was from Memphis. So the young lady who lost to her the following year came back the next year and beat her. And she's from Jackson. Do y'all do a little post-film <clears throat> critique's probably not the word, but maybe just encouragement or coaching like, you know, you may get in some of the different other contests or is it more they just feedback? Do you give them feedback on their yes, films? Yeah. Well, the judges, they also they provide, you know, if they request it, they can get the, the, the judges notes. And I'm here. You know, I don't watch anything before the festival. You know, I don't watch anything. A lot of times I don't watch it during the festival. I wait till after the festival and watch it. But I'm always available to those who say, hey, what can I talk to you about what happened last year? And, you know, and I'm there to coach them and say, hey, let's do this. Let's work on this so you can be stronger by the next year. They may come back and, and win it all. We don't know who's going to win this year because it kicks off July 23rd through the 28th. That's the Jackson Film Festival. We've got more with Maximum Wright coming up next. Okay.
upbeat, positive, and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. Good things. Don't forget, we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. Of course, you can find us too on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station, and you can watch us. We are on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to Supertalk TV. We're continuing our conversation with Maximus Wright. He is with the Jackson Film Festival, third year running for the festival, but the film industry is celebrating 50 years here in Mississippi. I'm going to leave today knowing the little trivia that it's older than hip-hop, which, I mean, just puts <laughs> just when you think about it, Maximus, you just think, wow, go Mississippi. But we, I think we are learning that the film industry here in, in Mississippi is not just has been blooming, but it's really in a season right now where it's getting more interest. You brought up something that I hadn't thought about. We've got excellent actors and actresses from here, artists of all kind, writers of all kind, but there's not that filmmaker that just, you know, sets the stage and, and brings Mississippi to light. And it's not because they're not here. They just haven't been developed or had the opportunity. Mm-hmm. So you're doing that. Let's talk about the film festival. Give mm-hmm. us sort of the breakdown. How does it work? What will be happening the 23rd through the 28th of this month? Well, we start out that Sunday evening with a premiere of The Wiz, which will be the 45th anniversary of The Wiz. So we're excited about that. That is a free showing at the Jackson Convention Center. You just need to register on Eventbrite and come through. That's a costume competition. You know, so, hey, that's going to always be fun. Dress as your favorite character. Um <clears throat> We're, then we go on, the, we have a review that Monday where we sit down and we talk about it, uh, reflections on the whiz at the um, Homewood Suites there in Fondren. We're going to, about 5.30, I believe. We're going to be talking about that. And then Tuesday through Thursday, we have a pitch camp. The pitch camp is with Ashley McFarlane. Ashley McFarlane is executive, uh, is a TV exec with WeTV and AMC. So she's coming down, teaching set folk, like, if you have an idea, how do you get it to television? How do you get it to the yeah. movies? So she's going to do a training, and it's at a really good reduced price because I beg, borrow, and steal to get her here. Uh, but she's going to be teaching and showing you how to do that and giving you an opportunity to pitch to people like her because she has, uh, she's the director of original content for AMC and All Black. So we're excited about that. We're I'm teaching a class on screenwriting that Wednesday. The world famous Tennille Stewart would be teaching a master class on acting that Friday. And we have screenings, free screenings, Monday through Wednesday at the Capri and Fondren from 9 to 2. So it's absolutely free. You can come and see what has been uh, submitted to the festival, see what these people are doing and what type of projects they have put together. And then there are other events that if you look at the Jackson Film Festival's website, jxnfilmfestival.com, you'll be able to see other things that we're adding. What are the parameters for the films? Were they given genres? Are they given direction, a time limit? Was there any kind of at least, you know, a little bit of a breakdown of what had to be in there or Mm -hmm, not? mm -hmm. So basically, Dr. Candice Love Jackson is the director of the festival. We Everything has to be submitted through Film Freeway. And the parameters and the guidelines are in there. So you have to pretty much, if you're saying you're doing a feature film, feature film is pretty much 60 minutes to a however long short film is i think 50 minutes and less so basically you have a short film a feature film you have documentaries you have actors monologue for best actors you have scoring so we have an array of characters we even had a tiktok uh, uh, 
category this year because TikTok is taking off, and these yeah, people are they're using the same a skills. Ton of time <laughs> and effort and energy into their little videos, and they're not little, but shorter videos. Yeah, so we're 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 trying to to move with the culture and see where it's going because one thing that we're priding ourselves on is that we're leading. We want to lead, especially in independent film. Uh, world because with that writer strike that's going on and now the actor strike that's going on this is a great opportunity for those independent uh, filmmakers and, and aspiring filmmakers to start working and writing because once it opens they're gonna everyone's gonna have their hands out because they're gonna be so starved for content so what does it mean for a filmmaker to <clears throat> be a part of something like the Jackson Film Festival I mean you mentioned the one who won you last year went on to win can which I don't even really know what that means other than it's big <laughs> and it's like a big deal is for someone who doesn't even get you know what the can uh, film festival means i get winning it is is pretty prominent mm-hmm. so what is it for these filmmakers uh, what does the festival give back to the filmmaker other than i guess winning but mm-hmm. an opportunity yeah well this is an op this is a optimal opportunity to network a lot of the filmmakers here are filming in silos and they are separate they don't really have a community so what the festival does is it brings people of like minds that are in this region, not just Mississippi, because it's a regional festival, and they are now creating relationships. We believe that a lot of time the success happens laterally, but it happens horizontally. It takes the people who are in the trenches with you. You know, they when they rise, they remember you and they bring you onto projects because they trust you. They spend time with you, and that is that is crucial if we are going to grow this market. So they are getting access to people who are in Hollywood, but more importantly, they're getting access to people who are down the street, which are more accessible. And you know, obviously, you appreciate and sort of work your way up that way. In the is the it's a small world, huh? The mm-hmm. film industry is a small it world. Is. is there a a a? It's not a dog eat dog world. Is it a very kind of like we're all in this together there's enough room for everybody or are you breaking down some of those barriers as well it's probably like talk radio well (laughs) (laughs) so there's so there's all kinds all kinds kinds. okay yeah okay i get that but i think the ones who probably end up doing the best and then have the most opportunity are those that do take the opportunity to network and recognize that when it comes to content even in talk radio there's room for everybody it is like every i mean you talk about a revolving door um that's what content is even with movies and everything else Mm -hmm. um there's plenty of room for everyone who is has the quality of work to mm-hmm. have their moment. I would well, think. I think the issue is that we're a part of an evolution in real time. Um, you know, at one point there were only three radio stations. Right. You know, so film comes from that world of just six studios before. So now we got streaming. So you have people who feel like there is no room because they've been used to fight and claw for everything they got. And they don't realize that the world is changing, that there is room for everyone. So we're we're in a shift of mindsets. And I think the more, you know, I think as we get more time, people will stop being more generous. I totally agree with that. And, okay, so what if someone's listening, Maximus, and it's like, wow, you know, all this sounds great. I'd be very interested in being one of the 100 filmmakers that he wants to develop over the next seven years or just has a student that may be. How, where do you get started? Like, come, how do you get started? Come to the festival. You know, come meet us. You know, come meet the other people that's involved because this fundraiser, because the festival week is our fundraiser to do the work for the rest of the year. Right. So when they come in, they get a ticket to the Black Tie Gala on the 28th. Those funds are helping us do the work. Um, All of this is by the grace of God and contributions from people who believe in what we're doing. But it starts here with the festival. It's not just to celebrate, but it's also to fundraise. You have such a passion for independent filmmaking. Where does that come from? 
Well, that's come from being disenfranchised, you know, being left out. You know, I know what it feels like for people not to give you a shot. And I've been fortunate in this arena. And what I wanted to pride myself on was not being a gatekeeper, but a gateway. Which I think is the way that softens hearts too, like other hearts when they see other people trying to pave the way for those to have just have the opportunity. I mean, your the skill is going to always be what rises you to the top, but you just have to get through the gate first. You just mm-hmm. you have the opportunity to get through the door to sort of do it. If we've never been to a film festival before, <laughs> how do you? What do you expect? Something new? Something different? How, I mean, how should we go into it? Oh man, if you love movies, this is definitely the place for you because you're going to see stuff. We got we got films from China. We got films from Canada the, and one of, one of the things I'm very proud of is that we've had international projects since the beginning but this is the first time we have a delegation from Canada that's coming to Mississippi so they're going to be here for the whole week so if you like people and you like movies then you just show up you you don't have to know a grip from a uh, from a from a gaffer you don't have to know Good, any of that stuff I don't know any of right <laughs> all you need to know is do you like movies and you come in and you see them and you watch them and enjoy them and then you meet the people who made them and learn more about them so this is this is about love man this is this is not about being technically sound this is about the love and how we all unite as humans and the 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 um, enjoyment of creating yes i think is to me when you get a team of people who just enjoy taking something from an idea to the finish line and whatever that looks like in this case would be film and being part of a team to do that and then sit back and watch it and it be enjoyed whether it won or not mm-hmm. to me that would be that to me that's the journey like that's part of the whole oh, process man. you know how, how many times have you connected with someone over a movie yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, like Brother Where Out There, you know, it was shot part of it in Yezu City and I'm from Yezu City and I just loved it. That's like meeting the people who made Brother Where Out There and asking them, what made you come up with it? Right. That's what the film felt was like. You get to not only see the project, but you get to talk to the people who made it. All right. So how do we get our tickets? Where do we go? Oh, you go to Jackson Film Festival website. It's jxnfilmfestival.com and you can go to Eventbrite and every event that we have for the week. The registration and the tickets are right there. And how many films did you have um, submitted this year? There are going to be 73 films that are going to be screened in so the next three And days. they've already been – so is the winner already chosen? Uh, Maybe. In, ish. Ish, ish. Yes. <laughs> yes. So you've got judges and all the things that are going through and yeah, taking we, that. We have judges from across the country who are judging the projects, and they're judging them very – you know, they're critiquing them hard. Alrighty. Yeah. Well, you'll have to let us know who wins, yeah, especially absolutely. if it's about someone from Mississippi. And Maximus, don't make it five more years before you come back to see me. Okay? I, won't, I promise I won't. All righty, All right. you guys stick with us. We got movie reviews uh, with Tanya coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Mission Impossible. 
<laughs> I missed this one. <laughs> I'm going to be in so much trouble. Alrighty, welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget, you can watch us. We are on computer and mobile device. Just head on to Super Talk TV. It is Friday, so we got Tanya in the house with movie reviews. And I hear it's just already doing awful at the box office. Nobody's going to see I it. Know. Nobody's interested in it. Is there even a movie out this week? Is there week? even a movie out this week? I don't know. But that is that would be lies. All lies. Yes. Didn't it come out on a random Wednesday? Yeah, they released it Tuesday, actually, which is it's been a long time, other than maybe a Thanksgiving week, that I've seen anything release like that on a Tuesday. Why would they choose something just to kind of get the feel or to be different? Probably just to, because they can, <laughs> you know. But, I mean, they did like $15 million in those first couple of days, which is amazing. Their budget is actually the same as uh, Indiana Jones. So I'm sure this one has already outpaced you know, it's no telling what the number will be by the time Sunday night rolls around. But uh, that gives, a, like, Indiana Jones kind of a frown, but it shouldn't because this has been hyped up and waited and all the things for so long, right? Right, right. And it's two totally different things, you know. But this one, of course, it's um, Tom Cruise, who once again is, I, I don't know, he's just got got it. Um, Which is so unfortunate. I wish yeah. he was a more likable person. <laughs> but, I mean, he just knows how to make a movie. Yeah. I mean, and it shows. He puts everything he's got into it. And um, it's one of those movies my whole family went last night. And I walked out of the theater, and I felt like my shoulders were up at my ears because I was so stressed out. I mean, I was like. Suspense? Yeah. I mean, it's just nonstop. And I got so tickled because my 14-year-old, my husband had bought a big tub of popcorn, and the kids were taking turns dipping into it, you know. But my 14-year-old was having to reach over his brother to get to it, and he said, I couldn't even eat popcorn because I was so scared I was going to miss something, (laughs) you know, being distracted looking at the bucket, you know, which I thought that was funny. But it really is one of those that it starts off... And it just, you never catch your breath. I mean, and I just think, how in the world do they pull off some of these scenes? The action sequences are incredible. One of the big promotional scenes, I mean, big scenes that we've seen in the promos is him driving the motorcycle Mm -hmm. off of the cliff. And that's him. And that's him. And, I mean, it is clearly him. There is no way you could fake what you see. And it's like... And they only had one chance to get it right, right, I think. Yeah, I think they could have maybe done it again, but they got it on the first one. I don't know, but it's just incredible. But um, in this one, of course, we know, even if you've never seen a Mission Impossible movie, you can go in and watch this one and keep up because they reference the past. Because this is number what? This is number seven, and it's part one of Dead Reckoning. So part two will come out next summer, I think the end of June. Well, now, where do these storylines come from? Are they like books or anything that I missed? No, I think just... they're just written. I mean, they're inspired by the TV series uh, that was out in the 60s, and I think there was one movie spun off of that series, and then Tom Cruise started, you know, his vision. So he's been every Mission Impossible Earth. Yeah. What's yeah. the guy's name? Um, Ethan Hunt. Okay. I knew I'd knew it if you said so, it. <laughs> so, yeah, so Ethan starts off, well, the story starts off when we see this mysterious submarine um, situation going on with this mysterious key and some weird stuff going on with their computers and, you know, 
anyway, something happens there that doesn't end so well for them. And then we see Ethan and he um, and his IMF team, the Impossible Missions Force, um, they have to team up to track down this. It's this terrifying AI that has taken on kind of a life of itself. It was built to destroy, be used as a weapon to destroy um, different data systems as needed. But instead, it has kind of created a life of its own and is destroying everything. And so it's a huge threat to humanity. And so Ethan catches wind of it, and he and his team have to band together to go after this and and stop it or else the world ends. And so Ethan's got to make the choice of, you know, trying to decide, okay, what's, you know, this is the first time he's actually going to have to put a mission above all of his friends and people that he loves. And so he's got some tough choices to make. I'm sure he makes the right ones. Yeah. (laughs) But um, anyway, it's it's PG-13. Um, I read a little bit about it before as far as, um, you know, why did it get the PG-13? Because I knew my kids were coming. And, and they're old enough. I mean, my youngest is 14, but I always like to know what's well, coming. Well, you know how I feel about yeah. PG-13. <laughs> and so, anyway, it really is just for the action Adjusting. sequences. There was nothing else that, um, you know, would alar- alarm me. Um, but... Uh, y- I mean, you get a lot of crews in this movie, and what I mean by that is his arm, you know, his infamous running with his arms. And um, anyway, uh, lots of dialogue in this movie. You know, you don't always see that in action movies, but there's at least three scenes that I can remember where there's a fairly large number of people in a room and they're kind of finishing each other's sentences. So you really have to pay attention to what they're saying to keep up with what's going on. But it's great. Um, Tom Cruise is great. We meet uh, Haley Atwell is, in addition to the cast, we know her from the Captain America movies. Um, and she is a fantastic addition. And, of course, Ving Rhames and Simon Pegg are back. Uh, Rebecca Ferguson's back. Vanessa Kirby. So a great cast. So you will not be disappointed. The only bad thing I can say about this movie is you're left on a cliffhanger, you know, which you know that's going to happen because you know part two's coming. At least you know part two's coming. Yeah. And is it coming kind of quickly? Did you say it was It's the end of June, so you've got pretty much a year. Well, at least it's not like, well, we don't know when we're going to make it. Yeah. Yeah. I like Netflix now when you have the end of a... Um, a series you probably got a year or more before you get the the next installment but is there anything crazy enough to go up against it today yeah there's really not um there are a few small releases that are not nationwide um so this one's got it i mean i will imagine if you go to the theater half of the screens are going to be showing this and the other half will probably be showing indiana jones or is it doing okay? Is it holding its own? Yeah, I think it's doing okay. I think it's considered a disappointment just because of the big box office. I mean, the big um, budget that it had. But yeah, I think it's I think it's doing fine, and it'll make its money back. It just, you know, how they they to me their idea of a blockbuster and my idea are two different things. You know, to me, if you make your money back, you're doing good. But they want to make 
major profits, you know. Isn't there a movie, something about a bomb, or, oh, what's Cutie Patootie that's been athletic? Oppenheimer. Yeah, that oh, one. Yeah, that one's next week, and the Barbie movie is next week. Ah, okay. So, I, yeah. Because I, I had also heard in some locations people were buying double tickets to watch both Mission Impossible and – oh, no, Barbie in that one, not Mission Impossible in that one. Okay. Never mind. Sorry. Yeah. I put Tom and Barbie in the same – I got them confused. <laughs> I've noticed that myself, too, and I haven't – I wanted to do a dive and see what – what Barbie Hammer. What I think star, what yeah, Barbie. Hammer. And you can see, like, like I saw Pink Dust, and they said that, it, you know, it was a Will you go see that one? Yeah, I'm going to go see it for sure. You take one for the team. <laughs> I think they're pro- whoever is doing their promotion is kicking it out of the water. Yeah. I think they have, and they've casted well, and the, the lady who plays Barbie is looking great in all her outfits. But I can't imagine sitting through it. I mean, I like the idea of it. I think it's cute, but like, I think it's the voice, the, the, um, acts or the, the, the voices that would drive me nuts. Yeah. Well, the thing that is, um, I mean, they've been promoting it. And they they've done a great job of giving you just enough to make you want to go figure out what are they talking about, you know. So I'm just really curious to see how you know what direction they take it, uh, because they all have gone above and beyond to let you know what you see in the trailer is not what you get. So. There's some twists and turns and surprises. Which I think some who have had seen early releases have been surprised in it. Well, you know what? That's what you're here for, Tanya. You're here to take one for the team (laughs) and then to come back. Because my daughter, um, Neely's actually asked to see it. But then I've heard that maybe it's not for, like, even though it's the Barbie movie, it may not necessarily be for younger children. So it'll be interesting. I'm interested on this one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely let you know. That one. I will not be taking her to see Mission Impossible. She'll squeal through the whole thing <laughs> if there's a lot of things. But I will want to see that. Is that one that we should see in the big in the big theater if you're going to see it? Oh, definitely. I, I actually saw it on the IMAX screen. Not really intentionally. It was just the only one that worked for me. And it was definitely worth the extra couple dollars. Okay, Tom. I'll go see one more <laughs> of your movies, I guess. Um, you are a good actor and put on a good thing. All right. Thank you, Tanya, for your time. And you guys stick with us. we got more for you up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. like this is disco thank god it's is it makes you want to i don't know what this move is called the travolta is what i call it but it makes you want to just automatically you just feel like you need to just bust it out wherever you're at as long as you're not driving keep one hand on but you could do it even driving one hand on the wheel 
Everybody else is just going to think you're absolutely nuts. And if you're not watching this over on Super Talk TV, you're like, what is she doing? I'm doing exactly what he said, the Travolta. It makes you sort of feel like, you know, I feel like we missed out on some things. We're missing out on the disco. Probably things that we make us better off in the long run. Uh, but some things were probably a lot of fun. Where they're looking to have a lot of fun coming It's up. officially called the Travolta. Is it? So he created that? No, but it's it's called the point move. But ever since Saturday Night Fever, it's been called the Travolta. Because even I'm um, back in like Greece, Greece would have to come before what came first. What movie came first? Between Greece and Saturday Night. Uh huh. I would imagine Greece, but I'll double check. But that would have been he had that move in Greece. I think they did, or was it not until? Um, or maybe I just. I was wrong. Greece came out in 78. Saturday Night Fever was 77. So Saturday Night Fever came out first. So, okay. Well, then I felt like maybe I just had seen him do it. So I feel like in every movie, there's that. <laughs> Does he do it in Pulp Fiction? <laughs> there, is, there's a dance sequence in Pulp Fiction, isn't there? Oh, yeah. I bet he does. I think he does. Cause, yeah, because Uma Thurman does the whole the scissor whole fingers scissor across thingy. her eyes. And then, I, you know, yeah. I feel like maybe an hour. Although I think he was just doing the twist. I don't remember him doing the point. I don't know, but it would picture. be, I, it, you know, now thinking back. It's been over a decade since I've seen that, now that I think about it. The only the only thing, now you mentioned the Uma Thurman scissor hand, whatever, moment. But you, like, the car scene is the only scene that, like, sticks in my mind when you hear Pulp Fiction. And I think, what a, what a terrible life choice it was to watch that movie and have that embedded in your memory forever for when you hear them all. And then... <laughs> Yeah, and if you don't know, don't watch it because it's not really anything that you probably your life will not be better for it after it. Let's just put it let's just put it that way. Marvin. <laughs> Sports Talk Mississippi is going to be live in Nashville for the 2023 SEC Media Day starting on Monday. You'll hear from the coaches, the newsmakers, the newsbreakers as we count down to the start of the college football season. Sports Talk Mississippi's coverage of the 2023 SEC Media Days is presented by Gentile Apparel. Visit Gentile Apparel to check or dot com to check out their full line of sportswear, including the collegiate collection for Mississippi State as well as Ole Miss. Don't forget too, though, that you got Guns and Roses coming to the coast and that's coming up um, in September the 20th at the Mississippi Coast Coliseum and we would like to give you a chance to be there if you would like to win some tickets you could as well as get the VIP treatment with the night stay at the luxurious Beau Rivage and a limo ride to the concert for your chances you can just go to one of the registration boxes supertalk.fm slash guns and roses and you must be 21 to um, to enter so there, there you go. How you feeling, Rhino, with your first full 24 hours being barefaced and shortcut? I was actually thinking about this on the, on the way into work this morning. It takes me about a week for my body to acclimate because when you have that much fuzz on your head, you can sweat and it, it, you don't even really see it or feel it because it just kind of stays in the hair. Mm-hmm. When you got no hair, you, the sweat glands are like, hey, wait a second. What do I got? A lot more breeze now. I'm telling you, you and Hey Dad, y'all, y'all are from the same family. Y'all share cousins somewhere. Y'all are cousins from 
distant relatives somehow, some way. But if you hadn't heard the good news yesterday for the 11th annual Radiothon was a huge success. $367, $367,558, a little bit more than 367 <laughs> Now I want to sell ourselves short by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and over the 11 years, $2.7 million have been raised to the Radiothon. So even if you just listened, you just shared, you were just connected, thank you. You were definitely a huge part of that. And it's Especially thank you again to those who uh, chose to, to give financially. It's it makes a dent. It it does it does some good. And all the fun that went along with your hair, um, hey dad's shaving, Richard wearing the State Jersey. State Jersey. It feels like me, Michael, and Gerard got off scot free. That's great. I am fine with that. We will sit in the balcony and clap for you guys. I'm not sha you ain't getting this hair shaved for, for that, but um and y'all wouldn't care about seeing me in a jersey. There's no jersey I would feel weird wearing, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure there's one out there. Jess said, I have shaved my head late last night as well. So everybody, just release the beast. I got my clippers back because I had to leave them so Hey Dad could to do his. So I'm going to go home and line myself up. Oh, like to th- yeah. Because after the shower this morning, I didn't really care to look in the mirror after the shower last night. The shower this morning is like, oh, my sideburns aren't quite as even as I thought they were. Oh, that would drive me absolutely insane. And kudos to you for making it this long. All right, stick with us. You got more coming up next. You got the boys with sports talk from three to six. Rano and I will meet you back here on Monday. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.